Welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello, everybody. How you doing today? Just getting warmed up here. If you're uh, joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I am a six-degree black belt in the universal martial art, as well as a fifth-degree master in the Choikwondo martial art. And we're here today to talk to you about the teachings inside the Karate Kid multi-universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix series. In our example today, we're talking about the Karate Kid Part 2. Okay? And the Karate Kid Part 2, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel are walking through Tomi Village. Now remember, they had just gotten there the night before, um, and he saw his father. And then after that, they decide to take a walk. A walk in the neighborhood in Okinawa. Now, uh, I always thought this was a good scene, and uh, some people who watch movies nowadays will say, oh, it's kind of dreary, there's walking, you know, it's not like they're fighting or doing something really cool. Um, it seems like movies these days have a certain um, uh, ADD about them. You know, you have to have something flashing in your face every, every five seconds. Uh, but this scene is nice. Um, during this time, uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi is... Uh, uh, they're walking. They're, he's telling them, Daniel, about some of uh, Tomi Village's history and about history of Okinawa in general, okay, and talking about the wars. Um, also, too, he talks about uh, his personal history of when he was growing up there in Tomi Village, uh, uh, stories about his father, uh, stories about fishing, stories about martial arts, okay? It's a nice time because, um, remember, that Mr. Miyagi is kind of like a father figure to Daniel, since Daniel's father had passed away when he was eight, um, so it's a nice chance they got. A, it's a nice time they got a chance to bond, and they uh, eventually ended up over at the old fish cannery where uh, Miyagi teaches uh, Daniel the drum technique. Okay, so that's a very good scene, and it's also the inspiration for today's topic. Today's topic is walk the neighborhood. Okay. Now, I know that uh, walk the neighborhood is not exactly a work task, okay, but it is um, a fun topic anyways. Um, just a little bit of personal history. Uh, when I was younger, my mom's family um, was big on taking walks after eating a meal, okay? Now, there could have been various reasons why um, this is. Um, because they lived in the city uh, close to Detroit, um, there wasn't like a big countryside uh, like my father's family. My father's family uh, lived in the country and um, they had a huge, huge big backyard with a creek and everything um, and stuff for us to play on. But um, in the city, there wasn't as much stuff to play on. So um, one of the things that we used to do is we used to all gather all the kids and we would take a walk around a few blocks. Okay. And, um, you know, this is something we did then, but then even when we got older and we had the family gatherings in different places, they still like to take those walks after a meal, okay? And um, it was always nice to get some exercise, to get a few steps, and to uh, usually we'd use this time to talk about anything and everything, okay? So that was a, kind of a touching part about my mother's family growing up, uh, even though they were... Uh, uh, from the city, we still got a chance to go out and, and do our walks, okay? 
and some of my mom's family who who listens to my podcast hopefully will en- enjoy that that little personal history about that. But that was always fun. I always enjoyed that. Okay. Um, now, as far as the uh, what we call the work task part of this, like we talked about, walk in the neighborhood. It's not exactly like like building something or, or, or doing a, a task at home, but it can be. Okay. So hear me out on this. So walk in the neighborhood has many many facets to it. Okay, for one, when you take a walk, you learn the lay of the land. Okay, now this is important in your own neighborhood. It's also important when you travel. So like for example, let's say you travel to a a different state or a different country. Um, The first thing you do is you get settled into your place and then you go and take a walk around, see what's around you. Okay, sometimes you can find things to do, places to hang out, places to eat, okay? And you know where all the amenities are, like where the bathrooms are, where this is, and so on and so forth, okay? And believe me, that's important. Um, I, I took a trip to uh, Italy one time, um, and um, it's always good to get the lay of the land when you travel. Uh, but uh, today we're talking about walking in the neighborhood, okay? So um, we've moved around a lot, and I've, um, I've personally moved around a lot, so it's always important to get a sense of where you're at, okay? For one thing, you get to know your neighbors, okay? And getting to know your neighbors is a good thing, okay? Um, in different neighborhoods that I've, been, that I've lived in, um, that connection has been um, better than others, okay? Uh, for some reason, um, in Florida sometimes, it's kind of like a, a mutual head nod, like you're my neighbor, I know you're my neighbor, we're not going to hang out, but we know you're good people, and that's, that's important to know, okay? Um, but then sometimes um, you know your neighbors very well. You become friends, your kids hang out together, um, and so on and so forth. So um, getting to know your neighbors in some capacity is always good, okay? And I noticed um, here in Florida, when we have uh, like a natural disaster coming, like a hurricane or a tropical storm, we tend to get to know our neighbors a little bit more than usual, okay? Uh, because we all rely on each other for help. Now, um, one thing that does make walking the neighborhood a work task is depending on what you do with it, okay? For example, um, today is um, happens to be a trash day for us, and we have a trash receptacle, and we also have a uh, recycling uh, receptacle as well. Uh, placed out and everybody on the road does so it's all pickup day um what happens a lot of times when it's windy is that the trucks will pick it up and then sometimes things will dump um the the, the recycle bin will dump over and the cans and, and pops in the, the the water bottles and stuff will will spill all over the floor and um one of the things that i do is that uh, when i walk the neighborhood if i see trash in someone's yard um, or on the road, I pick it up and I put it in the trash receptacles that are already there uh, waiting to be collected, okay? And that's a way to clean up your neighborhood, okay? One of the things that, um, that I've noticed, okay? Um, and this, is, this has always been difficult because in moving around um, a lot, I've always had to, you know, to pick a house or this or that. Um, and I'm gonna tell you the biggest difference between a good and bad neighborhood, okay? Now, there are low-income neighborhoods that are very nice. Then there's also very expensive neighborhoods 
that are trashy, okay? And the, the biggest difference, and th this is so sad sometimes, because sometimes it boils down to uh, whether or not you're going to try or not, okay? Um, I could say being lazy, and that would be more of a direct way to say it, and sometimes it's nice just to say that, you know, that, that people are being lazy. Um, there's also sometimes people lose heart, okay, in a neighborhood. They think their neighborhood's going down. Um, and some of that stuff happens. It's, it's, it's weird. And, uh, um, you know, I, I noticed like in um, some things around here that uh, I'll try and try and then all of a sudden something gets, not, not here specifically, but something has gotten stolen. Like, so you make an effort and then someone steals something that you put up. And that's always disheartening when you do that. I'm sure that's the reason why some people stop trying in certain neighborhoods, okay? So here's the difference between a good neighborhood and a bad neighborhood. It is, it is the effort that the residents put into it, okay? It is the effort that the residents who live there put into it. There's some places, like inner city neighborhoods, who put a lot of um, emphasis on taking care of everybody, okay? So for example, if they have a park, they see a, a, a person spray painting, they, they tell them, they yell at them, they, they tell them stop, you know, it's covered up. You know, so they go back, they go back and they cover it up, they paint, paint over it to keep their park and their neighborhood clean, okay? And that, that's important, okay? So for example, um, um, one example is the lit sign. I call it the lit sign, okay? So I know I use a lot of my personal family stuff in here and, and, uh, and so my family members may get a little bit uh, it's just something when you when you walk around and you're an artist of some kind, whether you're an actor, or and this is stuff I learned in college um, in some of the classes I, I attended. As you're an, if you're an actor, a visual artist, or even a podcaster or martial arts, um, you have to walk around and, and and watch a lot. You watch a lot, and sometimes that gives you inspiration. Inspiration for writing, inspiration for art, inspiration for um, martial art inspiration for podcast so I get ideas by observations that I that I make and, and one observation is this okay so my brother he lives in a very nice neighborhood okay but one of the things that's hard is that when when the weather's bad and I was younger I, I used to always pass by his neighborhood because I, I couldn't see the sign okay so I'm, I always made a joke I'm like such an expensive neighborhood but yet the sign is not lit and and I know being a Home Depot guy that I am is that I can go to the store and get two um, lights that can mount on that sign that are that are powered by solar that wouldn't cost any money um, except for the price of the of the light itself and they wouldn't be very expensive either I'm talking maybe uh, 10 15 bucks tops each lights maybe 30 bucks but someone would have to do it okay so someone has to take the initiative and do it put two two little lights on the top of the sign solar powered so that it can illuminate the sign at night okay so when you're driving by the expensive neighborhood, you see the lit sign, okay? Then also, too, I go into some of these expensive neighborhoods, and um, uh, when they first start the neighborhood, there's all kinds of landscaping in the front. They'll have nice bushes, have nice flowers, have nice mulch, and then all of a sudden, over time, the, the community ages, and nobody does anything anymore, okay? And, and how much is mulch, really, okay? I know at Home Depot, they have this two for, um, five for $10 thing, so they're $2 a bag. You can get whatever color you want. They come in all three or four different colors. And you can go and get the mulch, put it down. Okay, it cleans up the uh, flower bed, takes away some of the weeds. 
um, makes it look neat again, clean again. Okay, so it wouldn't take that much to plant a few plant a few flowers and to put some mulch there. Okay, um, and that's the neighborhoods that the neighborhoods that try that makes a difference. Okay, that makes a difference because when you go into a nice place, you tend to treat it nicer. Like when you go in, like for example, if you go into a fast food restaurant and it's super clean. Okay, the trays are all picked up, tables are all wiped down. You feel like that you should not leave your trash around. Okay, then sometimes you go into these dumps where they the they're not taking care of it, and you're like, ah, screw it, I'll just leave the tray on the table. I'm not saying I do that. I'm saying that's that's the perception that people do. They like, well, I'm just you know, it's already trashy, so I might as well just not try. You know, so that is true with just about everything. The effort that you put into it. Okay, so light your sign, landscape the front the front um, the front uh, sign there area. Okay, and then um. You know, um, uh, one of the neighborhoods I used to live in, I, I, um, I wanted my grass to look better. So the guy's grass next door looks so good. So I'm like, why, why does your grass look so good? So he told me his tricks, okay? So then I started doing the tricks, okay? All of a sudden, my lawn matched his. And then a couple of uh, older ladies came by, and they're like, wow, your lawn looks really good. Yeah, I'm just sitting there working in the front yard, and they're like, your lawn looks really good. Just saying something like that makes everybody work harder. Like, oh, I, those, those two ladies just said they liked how my lawn looked, and, my, and they said it looks a lot better. I'm like, wow, that's great. You know, like, um, I'm going to keep it up because it makes my whole neighborhood look better. Everybody walks around, everybody appreciates everything, and that's cool, you know. So, anyways, let's move on to the um, two last things on this just real quick. When you do this, it helps your home values, it helps your, your neighbors, neighbors' home values, it makes everybody uh, have a better house sale when they sell their house. It also helps security as well, okay? Uh, when you walk around your neighborhood, you kind of, people are always kind of walking around. A lot of things don't happen when people are always walking around, okay? Also, too, these days, with uh, people, so many people doing Amazon, um, there's packages being delivered to people's houses like every single day, you know? And by you walking around the neighborhood, that keeps uh, riffraff out of your neighborhood from walking around and doing the uh, stealing the Amazon packages thing. Okay, and that's been a that's been a little bit of a thing down here in Florida. Does uh, hasn't happened in my neighborhood to my knowledge, um, but I've always been a responsible neighbor. Even when I've gotten pe other people's packages, I've actually driven them to their house inside our neighborhood and gave and gave them to them. Knocked on the door and said, "By the way, this block this box arrived at my house. It has your address on it." Here you go, you know, th uh, and they say, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it because sometimes people make mistakes and that keeps theft down and keeps everybody more secure. So as far as the martial art practice of this, okay, so we, we know that there's benefits to walk in the neighborhood, uh, but what benefits are it to a martial artist? Well, um, walking is great exercise in general, okay, um, especially the older you get, um, it, it gets harder and harder to, to sprint around the neighborhood and run. It puts a lot of pressure on the knees and back and ankles and stuff. So walking is a great exercise. For one thing, it gets your steps in. Okay, so I firmly believe in getting, being active, being generally active every day uh, in a, an effort to uh, better health and fitness. So I get my steps in every day. Uh, my goal is 14,000 steps a day. Most people's is about 10,000. 10,000 is a good number, okay? Uh, but you gotta get your steps in. Now you can also punch up the um, the workout by doing some interval training. Okay, 
interval training can be done in different ways. Um, sometimes I do different, I have like three or four different varieties of jumping jack I do. So I do some jumping jacks, then I start walking. Okay, then a little bit later, I'll, I'll find a spot where I can do some more jumping jacks. And then I, I just keep on walking. And that kind of keeps the heart rate going higher, especially uh, the better shape you get in, the more you got to pump it up. So uh, do some light interval training in while you're doing your walk to punch up your exercise. Okay. Another thing you can do too is you can do walking punches. As a martial artist, you can do walking punches. So as you walk, you can rotate your shoulder forward. You don't have to do huge punches. You don't have to do really hard punches. You can do just like kind of half punches. And kind of as you're walking, keeping the shoulders loose. Um, and it may give you to a better workout as well. Also, another thing too is um, a lot of times people feel a little apprehensive about doing martial arts in public parks or uh, in your neighborhood while you're walking. Looks weird. All of a sudden, this guy comes out, starts busting out karate moves, um, and um, doesn't. Really, some people are like, oh wow, that guy's just showing off, you know. Um, so one thing you can do that that I like to do, and I think that this is um, reminiscent of any workout plan is the stretch kicks, okay? Now we have like seven or eight different stretch kicks that you can do um, in our martial arts. So what you can do is you can, you can walk, and as you're walking, you can do a small set of the stretch kicks. So for example, I can do a set of four or a set of eight of the front stretch kick as I'm walking. So I can just take a moment, lock down a stance, do a stretch kick, put it down in front, do another stretch kick, put it down in front, and kind of move that way for a little bit and then kind of walk again okay then maybe do that twisting stretch kick okay um, and then start walking again and then maybe a little later do like a um, like a diagonal one or like a, a crescent uh, one like inside or outside crescent kick one um, you can even do a side a side stretch kick too okay and this actually helps you a lot believe it or not okay um, there's there is people that have good static stretch uh, static flexibility uh, static stretching, and there's good that people that have the good uh, dynamic flexibility. Now, dynamic flexibility is actually more important in martial arts than static flexibility because you've got to be able to use those muscles. And stretch kicks are a great dynamic stretching exercise. Okay, so make sure that you do that. That's those. Are, that's very good to be able to get those lift in that kick that we talk about so much in class. Now, another thing that helps you with this martial art practice is getting um, fresh air and sunlight. Okay, I call it fresh air and sunlight. Um, a lot of times, uh, especially when people get sick, they say they don't get enough vitamin D. And vitamin D is actually can be real easy to get if you just go out in the sun and soak it up. Okay, now you can take supplements too, especially in the winter months. Uh, when the sun's not as strong um, but uh, vitamin d is very important okay so i always tell my kids all the time we need to go out um, they're doing school and i say let's go to the park for a while and let's get some let's look up some vitamin d so we go there for at least a half an hour walk around play around um, just to get some vitamin d now also too you can expand your lung capacity okay by going outside getting the fresh air breathing deep in and out you could expand your lung capacity and that's that's important okay you need to keep uh, your lungs very healthy. Um, also, too, when you work out a lot, like in martial arts, um, you walk off the, uh, you get sore in certain parts. So, like your lower back may get a little sore, your knees may get a little sore. Um, one thing that I always say, and I do a lot of weightlifting myself, is um, you need to walk off the soreness in your muscles. 
okay? So when you have a sore lower back, take a walk, okay? When you have sore uh, hamstrings, take a walk, okay? If you have a sore upper body or neck, have good posture and take a walk, okay? Of course, stretching is important too, but sometimes walking off soreness is, is very good. It works very well. So a lot of times uh, that, that it's an important concept to do. Now, the last one here is keeping off the extra weight, okay? There's always been shown that people that have that, uh, that certain twitch or itch to be active, uh, they tend to be a little lighter than people that do not, that have a more sedentary lifestyle. Um, I have that uh, certain active twitch or itch, whatever, that I have to always kind of be active. So I'm always the kind of person that wants to go out and do this or do that. Uh, I don't really like sitting on my butt too much. So, um, but um, that's important. You're not going to get, you know, super, lose a lot of weight by just walking. But if you, a general walker in general, you tend to be about five to 10 pounds lighter um, over time than people that do not. So make sure that you take those walks every day. Now, um, remember the, the reason why we're here. And um, the reason is, is to, or in order to learn karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. So as a martial artist, you're always training, okay? So that's the reason why, even when you walk the neighborhood, you're martial art training, okay? Now, um, so go out and take a walk. Very important, that's the, the key concept. Now, as far as our secret word or phrase today, okay? Uh, I lived in California for three years and they, they kind of, they kind of, uh, act like they're gangster a little bit because of uh, Los Angeles is like that a little bit. So one of the sayings that everybody used to say all the time is what our secret word or phrase is today. So when you say, hey, how are you doing today? And then someone goes, it's all good in the hood. And so that's, they used to always use that a lot. So that is our secret phrase today is it's all good in the hood. Okay. Now, um, remember that we're here learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life, increased productivity, and a better world. So I hope you enjoyed our podcast today. And remember, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.